Are you a sports fan who didn't know the NFL draft was this week? Then boy, do I have the teaser trailer for you. I'm Danny Heifetz, and I host the Ringer NFL Draft Show every week with Danny Kelly, Ben Solak, and Craig Horlbeck. We're doing mock drafts before the draft. We're grading picks after the draft. Now, do we know which picks were good and who's going to go where? No, absolutely not. We can't predict the future. But people like hearing about it. Yeah, don't you? You sickos. So we talk about it anyway. So come listen to the Ringer NFL Draft Show. And guess what? If you like the draft, but you don't like me, you can go listen to the Ringer NFL Show with Kevin Clark and Nora Princiati and our other NFL experts. Or you can go to nfldraft.theringer.com to check out our massive draft guide. So come listen to the Ringer NFL Draft Show and the Ringer NFL Show on Spotify because they employ me. Or it's also available on all the other platforms that don't employ me. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple. 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co forward slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Prestige TV Podcast. My name is Bill Simmons here with Chris Ryan, Wozniak Lambry. We broke down winning time when we decided. We also want to talk about We Own This City, which premiered on HBO Max on Monday. It is the spiritual, it's either nephew, I'm say nephew or cousin to The Wire. It's a, and it At the very a least, little wiring. Yeah. yeah, it's got five or six people that were on The Wire and a couple, including a couple. Uh, Shout out to Poot. Big ones. Yeah. Love um, it's only six episodes. It's set within the last five years. You know, The Wire ended in um, 2006 range. And uh, I got to say, guys, nice to be in this little oh. Simon Pelicanos world again. Oh. It just is. Oh, so good. So, Bill, like, I'm watching this, and I think I'm like 10 minutes in. And I was like, damn, I think I need to text Chris about getting me these screeners. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like 10 minutes in to this pilot episode, it's like that feeling of being back in this world. I, I, I don't know how to describe it. It's more than just like riding a bike again. I'm just like, all right, we're back. We're back in this atmosphere. We're back in it's this It's just nice culture. to see the streets again. Oh, it's so freaking good, man. So good. And, and then they throw Bernthal in it on top of yeah, it. Yeah, and Bernthal. As if we weren't going to like this anyway. Bernthal walking around the ring, showing off the belts. Like, that's yeah. what he's doing <laughs> in that first speech. So they, like, this is the thing I love about this show is even though it's like, I'm like fucking on Google looking up like different counties in Maryland to try and figure out who's got jurisdiction over what, like an idiot. Like, you know, like it's already, I'm just like gone on this. <laughs> but the thing about this, we own the city that I kind of like is like visually and like chronologically, Little, little bit of swagger. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, it's not as, like, yeah. straightforward as Show Me a Hero, as Generation Kill, as Deuce, and... I mean, Deuce had some time jumps, but, like, The Wire was, like, straight 
naturalist. Like every single episode was just like this next chapter of the story. We're already crisscrossing across three different timelines with this with this show. And that like whole opening scene where it's like the Bernthal speech, but the director is cutting to like all these different shots to kind of contrast with what he's talking about. So freaking, so fucking good. good. God damn. <laughs> tapping into some recent stuff and a really like that Josh Charles scene when he pulls over um, the car. What a fucking scumbag he plays. <laughs> or or Bernthal just using his baton and breaking the guy's bottle as he walks by him. Just to, for no other reason other than to intimidate. Like established dominance. Subtle stuff that is just really smart. A ton of good actors. Oh my God, Carolina's back. Oh yeah. I did a tweet about this today. Josh Charles going all the way back to Dead Poets Society, but feel like he's been in our lives for 30 years. Carolina, who you guys started Club Carolina. I, I applied. I was, you quickly <laughs> moved me in. Bernthal. We got Marlo and Landsman and O-Dog and Poot. And then Andrea Zuckerman is running an organized crime drug enforcement <laughs> task force. Just, just if I wasn't in enough from 90210, great to see her. And uh, she must be friends with David Simon or something. But um, it just, it does feel a little wiry. I got to say, it does. Yeah. I mean, it's also going back closer to like, you know, it, when Bernthal's cop starts is what year is that? 05 when he starts or is it? So it's going yeah. back towards that era. And, you know, I just feel like they, there's nobody who does the intricacies and complications of police work like these two guys. Like, yeah. is it didactic sometimes? Yes. Is it, is, are there scenes where people are talking about societal ills in very explicit ways just to make sure you get the point? Yes. But does anybody ever show how fucking hard and complicated and, and strange and weird police work is like these guys know? There's just the there's just the one of one. So it's like this thing where basically like what our modern conversation about policing lacks is like people can't thread the needle of like these communities need policing very badly. However, there's a certain type of policing that comes with some of this stuff when you talk about austerity and different things that just, you know, provides a fucked up product. Right. And the wire and now we own the city get into the ins and outs of that. And my favorite part about it, and you guys are going to laugh because I related to the ultimatum, a reality show I just watched on Netflix, which is the most insane shit I've ever seen in my life. But bear with me, folks, like with every single thing that happens on the ultimatum, there's a corresponding song where literally not just the instruments make you know how you're supposed to feel like the music itself, the lyrics are like, now it's over. <laughs> and you, like after somebody broke up, right? Like where literally you're being told how to feel about every single thing that happens. Whereas like in The Wire and We Own The City, there's no music. There's no soaring like stuff happening. It's just like you watch the scene and you're left to figure out what you're supposed to think about what just happened. That's what mm. I love the most about this. It's like, we're not demonizing the police. We're not valorizing them. We're not... Figure it out. The, and I the, love that about this show. The scene that I thought was incredible to that point was, was when uh, the second time Herschel makes an arrest in this episode. And he's like, oh, he touched me. And he bangs on that guy. And his partner, his black cop partner is just like, I switched the call from a wagon to an ambulance because I'm not getting like prosecuted over this. Like you like, and it wasn't like 
because we have to have a conversation. Not that you shouldn't, but it's not like it was like, we have to have a conversation about the racial implications of what you just did. He was like, I'm not doing paperwork for you. You know, like I'm not getting caught for you. And so it's just like a much more like kind of nuanced and in some ways depressing depiction of it. They do such a good job introducing all of these characters over the course of an hour. And you actually have a sense of who's who, who's on what side. Um, They're recognizable people. They're all kinds of, you know, super diverse. They're different sizes. And for whatever reason, you can watch this in an hour and you're juggling 20 people in your head and they're all fully formed. Like we've talked about, like in Winning Time, it felt like Winning Time took four to five episodes for some of the characters to kind of ease into the character, which I think is pretty standard for TV shows. They always talk about that with Mad Men, like Mad Men or The Sopranos. Episode five, six is when the actors really settle in and then good shit starts happening. Simon just, his shows just don't, they're just always fully formed. So there was that. And then the, the thing, the decision that they made in this that I thought was really interesting was just not to have comedy at all. Mm. To not have the two cops in the car arguing about donuts or any of the stuff that Carver and Herc used to do on that show or, you know, some some of the comic relief McNulty being the hammered lens. stuff. That's the, that stuff's out. The Wire was like, Van always used to talk about this on way down the hole. Like the wire was like stealth, one of the funniest shows of all time. Yeah. In in just, you know, little bursts. This show has no interest in being entertaining. This show has a mission. It wants to accomplish the mission and it's doing it. It's yeah. Great. I don't know if we're gonna get like the McNulty bunk fuck scene, you know, like right. while they're looking over a crime scene. Like it's, this show feels like it's doing a lot more like it's it's got like somewhere it's trying to go much faster than that. But I did find like just like the like the little details, like when that dude is like Big Ugh. Wayne, Big Wayne, like when right. they find all the guns, like I just was like, God damn it! How do you guys get this stuff? They're, they're doing and and the, they're doing the all the pieces fit part of the wire though, because like in the scene hmm. where you know the dirty cop dude, the black dude with the fro, is like, How the fuck did you guys get yeah, on? Yeah, Mama, do yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 they're basically like, bro, like we're not. It's not that we're that clever, but it's like all of these chain of events had to happen, and they're piecing that together with one of the first things being the two trackers on the car. Whereas, like they assume, well, you know, it's funny. The the white cop homie with Poot's partner doesn't assume that it's another legit police investigation. No, they're just like a another cop had to put this on here. Mm. And they understand that the department is dirty. He understands that the departments are dirty enough that it didn't have to be for police reasons. It could have been for non-police reasons. So he just is like, yo, we'll just throw it in here and see what happens. And see if anybody comes to get it. Yeah. (laughs) I just love the way this whole thing, like, again, the subtleties that Chris talks about where the only reason the dude even asked for the tracker bag, he's like, yo, those are expensive. Yeah, it's good. Like, I got to fill out poor, paperwork. Yeah. We're a poor police department. Like, man, it, it's just, they're nailing it. Even in the pilot, they're nailing so many things. Chris, it, it sounds like Waz, this is a two-part question, Waz. It sounds like you like your dirty cop content. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to say, is me? that a yes? Of course. Sounds like Waz. It sounds like we might have a third for the Internal Affairs rewatch. Oh my god, with yeah. Richard Gere and Andy Garcia. I've Watch, seen that movie. Send you an invite. Please, please put me on. I, I watched that movie. That's the standard for dirty cop movies. Yeah, 
Can oh we talk God, about Berthal so for a second? Well, yes, he's basically please. he's channeling gear in internal affairs, right? He's doing the 2017 version of it. He's channeling fucking Daniel Day Lewis. Like this guy is. <laughs> like, he's like the scene at the end where he's like, "Do you know who I am?" Like, like at the at the end of the episode, yeah. and then Landsman comes in and he's like so pissed at him for looking him in the eye because it's like he's like, "I'm not sorry." And he yeah. goes back out. He's like, this fucking guy. Like, right, this guy. Oh, my God. Like, Bernthal is just, like, such a physical actor. Like, the way he they walk up on that raid early in the episode, and he puts the gun behind his back, and he's just, like, swaying back and forth as he's walking. It's like, how did you... You already got this dude's walk down, you know? It's the so above good. the law, dirty cop who has lost all sense of reality of where the rule book is and is running the streets and just feels like he's never going to get caught. I'm always in when that's the character. Also, what I think is interesting, man, a lot of people don't understand this, but like, Bernthal is from D.C. Um, Mm -hmm. And if you know anything about the area, like D.C. and and Baltimore are like 30 minutes or 30 miles apart, but they're basically two planets apart as far as like culture and not only just their self-perception, but like how they perceive each other. But he's nailing this Baltimore shit somehow. Yeah. Like he he it feels like it, the Baltimore of it all is in his freaking bones, which I think is really impressive. Cause if you ever talk to like DC people, they'd be like, yo, man, like Baltimore is just it's it's different. It's different. There's no relation there. But Bernthal being from that area and just under like just understanding Baltimore that deeply. It's it's uh, it's almost it's it's almost to the level of Marky Mark in the Departed. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good analogy. They drafted yeah, the electric. local kid. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's talk about the timelines because that's probably the biggest flaw with the show for me. I might just be old and dumb. I watched it twice. I mean, it, 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 I will it, say it, it was one of those things. The second time, some stuff made more sense to me. I had a hard time. You're basically you're following it through the Bernthal haircuts. And that, mm. I guess, is how that's the roadmap for us. But I thought it was... It was weird because they it's do... It's a pretty the, high attention show. They do one cutaway where it's like, this is Bel Air, Maryland. This is two years earlier, like 2015. So now you're like, okay, 17 is when he's giving the speech and doing the gun task force raids. Then two years earlier is when they start to get onto the gun task force with the tracker. And then there's also the scenes from earlier when like Bernthal's first on the streets. So like... They kind of, they kind of like, there are signals, but you basically do have to follow Bernthal's facial hair. And you have to pay, this is not a, I'm going to scroll through my iPhone. No, because you got to watch this those is, little. You have to the, fucking watch the show. The full forms that they're filling out. Like so so when, when, when is Bernthal breaking that guy's 40 ounce? I think that's when he was first on the beat. Okay. Yeah. That's when he established himself as a prick cop. Yeah. Yeah. Which is also I, a nice throwback to the wire and the brown bag speech. You know, like. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That is a callback. You let a guy with a brown bag, that's him showing at least a little level level of deference to the police and what they're doing. And Bernthal's like, no, fuck that. Fuck the brown bag. I'm going after this dude. <laughs> would you be, would you timeline it or color correction it at all when we go backwards to at least help us a little bit? I think it would be helpful. I mean, I think th- I think it's it's a lot, especially given the amount of TV that's on right now, like to ask people to be like going back through episodes of TV. I thought like I read a couple of, of useful recaps. I was like, OK, this happens. Then this happens. Yeah. And this happens. But it's unclear. Like 
I think the part that we didn't even mention is Wami Masaku's character, the civil rights attorney for the Justice Department, who's investigating the Baltimore Police Department. She's a helpful like guide through step by step what's happening because she obviously gets put onto Herschel. Yeah, but is that happening in that's happening in fifteen? I'd say that's where I get lost. Okay, and that's why yeah. you could even throw a little timeline on the left or give me a little color correction so I have a better sense of where we are. And I think. It's a little bit of an unforced error, but I also think Simon could give two shits. He's like, this is my thing. You're either smart <laughs> yeah. enough to follow along and if you can't catch up, see you later. I don't yep. care. This is how we're doing it and you'll and you'll catch up, which is fine. Uh, are we okay with how they're using Carolina? I know she's very important to all of us. Um, uh, I, I thought it was a little muted by her in episode one, but I feel like there's some lurking lurking uh, stuff with Waz, her. do you want to make the official out. Club Carolina statement on this matter? Yeah, what you guys decide. Okay, so I think they're doing a good job of the subtleties between how a lady DA would dress um, as or investigator would dress as opposed to somebody who works at some corporation. Um, then there's a PR person or whatever. Like, she's just yeah. way dressed down, stripped down. Um, but I think she's still giving her uh, Carolina, like... She's biding her time. She's She's got some... She knows she can hold this guy's attention. Let's just put it like that. <laughs> All right. Because, like, he was like, oh, you slick, you got me. She's like, eh. Right. <laughs> I, th- I think everybody's going to have like more stuff to do as we go on. I mean, this FBI investigation seems like, based on the trailer, like the crux of this entire thing. So I wonder how how hardcore do you think? Oh, you've have you watched more than one episode? Because I no, I, I'm actually I'm pacing. I'm a man out. of the people. I like I watched to watch the them first one, one and I was like, this is this is like my Super Bowl. Like I, I need to like really savor this. I'm not going to like watch five and then forget what happens. Yeah, I'll be interested to see if they start doing the people having dinner scenes and mm-hmm. stuff like that or if this is just a straight shoot procedural all we care about is how we're going to get from but point even to point in B to point doing C. that it's like the the uh, the other county cop that they go fitzpatrick or whatever and he's like yeah tell him it's about my bar top pet tab like all these little details about that like that's such a perfect fucking irish cop who's like just like mm. grinding away like it's just so it's so good Waz, here's my question for you why only six episodes why Man, not 24? Uh, why not 30? Why do we have to leave this world? I don't understand. Because, you know why? Because I think David Simon is trying to tell an essential story about policing in America and he wants but it the, to be as real as possible. He and it's adapted what is, it, is real, it is as real as possible. Yeah, and it's adapted from Justin Fenton's book. Yeah. He, so it's like he, he got, doesn't want a winning time this thing. That's that's why it's not he thinks it's too important. To winning time, it I and get it. Add embellishments and do all of that. That's 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 clearly why. Because this shit, I could be here forever, <laughs> forever. Yeah, if it wasn't based on real source material, I wonder a how long the show would have been on, and b do you start pulling back real wire characters? But then you can't the turn. Like, but then you can't turn Marlo into a cop. Yeah, you, you know, can't. Have, that, 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 but that you would have, you'd have to it. toss that aside. I'm saying, like, if there, if it really was a su- actual successor, you could have gone back into that world, which made me think, like, all right, if they're rebooting the wire, what's the reaction from general public? May, and maybe this is 
the thing that leads to that? What does the wire look like in 2025? I don't think David Simon will ever do that, man. I don't think I, so. I, and I don't know. And how interested was They with said guys. that about Macho and, and Karate Kid. <laughs> Guess what happened? <laughs> <laughs> and I wonder how much these guys, the actors themselves, um, especially people who aren't like Snoop, or, you know, some of the people that they just plucked from Baltimore would be in yeah. coming back and redoing these same exact characters. I think you know how freaking actors are. I'm a creative. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I like new challenges and all this other dumb shit. Well, they also saying. killed off most Unless of it's the a people Marvel in the movie, show. Of course, or they're, they're all in jail, yeah. Challenges. Yeah. I guess, you know, the good thing about The Wire, and I, I think out of every great show we've ever had, I think it's the most rewatchable. Mm. Even more than The Sopranos. Like, the it's, Sopranos, it's the, especially from the first couple years, it does feel a little early 2000s-ish in some ways. Like, it does feel that The Wire is just like, you're just entering this universe and it doesn't matter what you I will it say is, that I've already, great. like, since I, I rewatched We Own the City, like, once, and it's like, I'm like, this is this has, like, a lot. You, you can chew on a lot here. Like, if you go back, mm. it's not boring. I'll say this about The Sopranos, Bill, as somebody who is now a transplanted person in L.A. Like, yeah. it makes me homesick for, like, you know, indigenous whites of New York. Um, like, that's that's why I kind of like The Sopranos more. Like, it reminds me of being home. It really does. Like, that's why I like going back to the show because, like, people don't talk like that and have that sense of humor and, like, behave that way out in Los Angeles. For better and for worse, to be quite honest. Um, I'll, I'm going to text you guys. <laughs> I'm going to text you guys video from a fight at the Nets game um, and like Bridge and Tunnel, New York City people. <laughs> oh my God. I was just like, oh my goodness. And it's like, this is the New York that like these fancy schmancy artsy fartsy people don't want you to know about. Like this is actually New York. It's not <laughs> just the Met or the moment. It's this for sure. Chris, do you think we own the city is going to catch on? What's the destiny of this show? It's on Monday nights on HBO Max. They chose not to make this a Sunday HBO show. I think that's smart. They're trying to build up the service. But at the same time, it's an HBO Max show. And, you know, I think if it was Sunday night, nine o'clock, I think it would have been a bigger deal. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, pairing this with winning time, having like a block on Sunday would be cool. I, I honestly, man, like if I could if I could answer that question, I would be so rich right now. If I could yeah. tell you like why this thing is catching on, but this thing is kind of falling on deaf ears. There's so much television on right now. Well, there's that, too much TV on. That's why yeah. I think this show will, you know, there's going to be podcasts like this one. There's going to be pieces being written. In a perfect it, world, I would have preferred this to like one of Barry, Saul, and this to come out at like not the same time. Well, how that, about July? Yeah. Like, how about not during round one of the NBA playoffs? Right. We didn't need more content right now. So yeah, it would have been like, July 10th would have been amazing, but um, I get it. They're trying to keep the service going. Uh, so you've only seen one, Chris? I've only watched one. Yeah. Wow, how many have you watched? I've only watched one. I ain't get my screeners yet. Don't <laughs> okay. worry, I'm going to talk to Chris no. Ryan. Off Go one at a time. Go one okay. at a time. Okay, yeah, um, yeah, let's do it. One at a time, but I'm going to so watch what are our predictions? as soon as I Because I, I don't know. I haven't researched. I actually don't know what's going to happen. With well, this, we, know, we know some of the real life I... stuff that happened. I know, I've read, like, uh, somebody did a really long magazine profile on the dude that they ended up killing in the car accident or whatever. Yeah, the cops, by, the, co the dirty cops lose is what actually happens. Yeah, so I yeah, wonder they, how they're going to handle that. By a random fuck up. By, like, they pulled over somebody, got in a car chase, made the 
motherfucker crashed. Like, yeah. Yeah. So it, there's a, this, it's going to be dope. Just put it like that. <laughs> Just put it like that. Yeah. I guess my advice, because I've tried not to read too much about the real life stuff because I want to watch it. And then after I'm done with the six episodes, I'm going to dive into the real life stuff. But other people, they just want to know. Yeah. See, with, with this, like with this and Girl from Plainview, like I've read one magazine profile however long ago, and that was it. And so I could watch those. The yeah. Elizabeth Holmes shit, I read too much. You knew too much. Watched too many things on cable news. I'm just like, I, 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 I can't. I can't do it. I can't. So with this... But the ultimatum, I've, it's just, like, yeah. you know, nothing. Yeah. The ultimatum you on your toes the entire time. <laughs> Phil, I've never really been a reality TV person, but that show broke my brain in ways that like, whew, incredible. My, uh, my wife and daughter also into it as well. All right, we recommend... We own this city. And you know, Any what, last the words, important Chris? thing is that we we've we found a, a third for for Dirty Cop Palooza. Please, I I need that. I need I need that because Bill Dirty Cop a- Dirty Cop July. Don't R- don't Richard, tease me, Chris. Richard Gere in that in that movie is like John Morant in the fourth quarter last <laughs> night. Like it's his greatest performance. He's some people would point to like Pretty Woman or American Jiggle. It's like clearly Internal Affairs. That's yeah. the greatest Bro, he's ever been. Menacing, brooding Richard Gere. I'm like, who is this dude? I love it's what crazy. William Baldwin's wife calls him, or w- William Baldwin calls his wife, and she's kind of like she seems a little distressed, and it's because she's riding Richard Gere in their bedroom. <laughs> 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 okay, honey. Like, save that, it for, that movie's save it for the pod. Save that it for the pod. Insane. You're that doing the show is before the show, Bill. Yeah, sorry. Didn't mean to. <laughs> All right, Prestige TV podcast produced by Jesse Lopez. Thanks to him. And uh, and who knows? Maybe we'll see you next week with more We Own This City. I know Van Lathan, the show is on his radar. We might have to do a four-legger, a four, a four-person, four-hoster. So we'll see you then. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 